0: What do you really want to do? I find that most people are doing what they think they should. You know, I always say chase the passion, not the dollar. Because if you're just chasing what you think will make you successful or wealthy, that's not sustainable.
1: Welcome to the Freedom Lifestyle podcast series. A series that is so much more than just a podcast series. This is a movement towards freedom in life and in work and about taking a lifestyle you know you deserve. I'm your host, Sam, and I have always admired working where you want, when you want, and how you want. Just like my guests, I've found my version of the Freedom Lifestyle and I'm sharing all the secrets for how you can too. The Freedom Lifestyle looks different for everyone. What's your free? It's episode 19, and today you're meeting Lindsay Johnson, who used to be an asshole. I swear these are her words and not mine. When Lindsay and I sat down, I learned more about this and her journey to becoming an entrepreneur. It involves lots of different career stepping stones and life pivots, including a divorce and a cross-country move. When Lindsay woke to the fact that she wasn't living and working in the way she wanted to, she did something about it. Now, she's the founder of The Radical Connector, where she offers various coaching services for first-time entrepreneurs. This September, Lindsay will be launching the first Radical Business Retreat and Getaway for Business Entrepreneurs, and she gave all of our community a discount, so I've included that in the notes. This is a great episode all about knowing your worth, evolving your life, and your career. Before we get into that though, I want to hype up the fact that The Countdown is on for Season 2. After this one, there's only two more episodes left before we wrap things up with a big party and a live podcast taping event. It's going to be July 10th here in Toronto. One of our event sponsors is Hashtag Paid. They are the world's leading influencer marketing solution, and they essentially connect social media influencers to brands to create paid partnerships. Hence the name, Hashtag Paid. They're super cool brand. They're based here in Toronto and in New York City. They're gonna be taking part in our event on July 10th, and they're gonna have one of their super successful Instagram influencers come get interviewed on stage with all of us. She's gonna share her story about how she could actually quit her job to become a content creator full-time. She's making money doing this. I'm gonna ask her what kind of money she's making. And of course, get real about what it's actually like to travel around the world and get paid to post your best photos. So cool. I hope to see you there. July 10th, no further ado. Meet Lindsay Johnson, who has never been employable. Lindsay, so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, You are so, so welcome. I'm
0: really excited to be here. Uh, I have been listening to all of your podcasts and I'm just super honored to
1: get to be on today. You're amazing. No, I've been doing watching your Facebook lives too. So it seems like we've been fangirling each other, which means that we're going to have a lot of energy in this conversation and I'm really excited. So when I got you to fill out the pre-interview form, which I do for all of my guests, there was one particular answer that you wrote that really got me curious I wanted to dig deeper into it so I wanted to just read it verbatim Mm -hmm. and we can just start with that so I asked you what were you doing prior to living the freedom lifestyle and you told me that you were working in a quote-unquote successful career you didn't believe in you were trapped in an unhappy marriage hanging around with assholes apparently you were one too (laughs) and you weren't doing anything even remotely close to what you wanted to do that sounds painful it was Oh my goodness. So let's start there. How long were you in that period of your life? And let's talk about some of the actions you took to get out of that. So I have been pretty much
0: since I got married. I'll just be honest with you. If anybody out there has been married before, uh, especially to the wrong person (laughs) and walked down the aisle and went, I don't want to marry this person but did it anyway. Okay. So, so that gives you some insight into how I was living my life. I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. I was doing what I thought I should do or what everybody else wanted me to do. There was a a whole lot of shitting, you know, that phrase, don't stop shitting on me. I was shitting all over myself. And so as I grew up, like everybody else, as I got older, as I started to watch my life continue to unfold and I had, you know, like I said, I had this booming career and I had the condo and the spouse and the dog and the cars. I mean, the travel, I had it all. I was so unhappy. I remember I was 28 and I was at home one day. It was, it was. Um, I worked remotely, so I had a lot of flexibility in my schedule. And I remember I spent an entire week on the couch, not moving, not answering emails, not answering phone calls. I was just done. And I, I was just thinking to myself, this can't be it this is not the life that I wanted, I'm not happy. And so I really started to make changes from that point on to really evaluate what was in my life that I didn't want it to be, and, and who was I that I was attracting that? Which is why I say, yeah, I was an asshole. There was a lot of things that I did that were not very good because, you know, that's what we do. When we're living in a, in a place where we're not ourselves and we're not happy, we act out.
1: And so you left, you quit your job, you got a divorce, Mm -hmm. and you moved to Toronto. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. That must have been so intense. I don't even have another word other than
0: intense. It was intense. It was like, I mean, just, I mean, my goodness, moving from Vancouver to Toronto on its own is like coming to a different planet. But I mean, it didn't happen overnight. It happened over a series of about three years um, of just making different choices and and slowly letting things unravel. Actually, I was in Thailand with my then spouse. And it's really interesting when you go on vacation because you think that it's going to be this wonderful, awesome experience. You forget that you bring yourself with you. So if you're not living an awesome, wonderful experience, you're not going to have one. And we were actually out there for a couple of months. We were training Muay Thai. We were doing a, a kickboxing camp out there. And it was really obvious to see how within the marriage, like it was done. And so, yeah, we came home and two months later we were, we were separated.
1: And did you already have a community here in Toronto or who did you lean no. on during
0: this period of your life? So thankfully when I moved here, my mom actually lived here. So I moved in with her for the first few months. Yeah. Uh, she was in the beaches, which is a great transition from Vancouver because <laughs> I have water
1: right there. And at that time, did you know you were going to be starting a business or did you think you were going to be finding another job? I
0: knew I wanted to start my own business. I just didn't know what that looked like. So what I actually did was, I well, it's really funny. I've never really looked for a job. I've had people sort of say, uh, like, come and work for me. I do want to hear a story that might be a bit TMI. So let's hear it. All right, let's do it. So I was actually moving. Oh gosh, you guys, this is so TMI. So I needed to find a new place to get a Brazilian. Okay. (laughs) And so I remember this was like my second month in the city and I was getting a Brazilian and it happened to be the owner of the per- of the you know the, the the salon that was doing it and of course I talk a lot and I'm very personable and you know kind of break down walls with strangers and I think we were talking about 15 minutes before she said you need to come work for me and so I kind of just bounced around from job to job and and not to say that I, I was not staying loyal to one company but it was like I would come in I would work on their you know their sales strategy strategies or their business development strategies or their community outreach strategies and kind of get them all ship shape. And then I would move on to the next thing.
1: And did you ever feel weird about that? Because some people we talk about like nonlinear career paths Mm -hmm. and being around people that are in very linear career paths. Mm -hmm. Did you ever feel insecure about that? Or did you always feel confident that that's what you should be doing?
0: Well, you know what? Okay, it actually wasn't ever a feeling of that's what I should be doing. It's like the stepping stone. So I sort of see, saw those things as stepping stones, as collecting skill sets or growing my network, you know, and learning how this city works. And each each time was it was a stepping stone to something. I feel now within my business, this is what I'm supposed to be doing.
1: That's super inspiring. And it's great to hear for other people, myself included, who have kind of hopped around to different jobs. And, you know, I have a family where my sister is a nurse and she's always asking me, like, don't you want a career? And I'm like, I feel like I have one though. Mm -hmm. So, no, that's reassuring to hear. So now you do coaching. Do you want to talk a little bit about the types of work that
0: you're doing right now? I work with first-time entrepreneurs to help them build a business. So it's more about business development. You know, we have all these people who are brilliant and creative and driven and they're like alright I'm gonna strike out on my own and I'm gonna build my own little business and do this thing. But they have no business experience. They don't know what to do to to get clients, to make money. They just don't know, they have no processes, they have no systems. So what I do is I actually work with those people to help them really connect to themselves as a business person, to think like a business person, take their businesses more seriously, and really set up those
1: processes so that they're actually making money. What was it like getting your first client in that space? (laughs) (laughs) Like everybody
0: else, what? You're going to pay me? Are you sure? (laughs) I mean, absolutely, right? To me, it's a dream. It's a dream to be able to take all the things that I love to do, the things that make me come alive, and then not only get paid to do it, but get to, to have an impact on the people I'm working with, to watch them come alive,
1: to watch their confidence grow, to watch them get paid. It's a dream. Are you kidding? It's a dream come true. That's so incredible. And did you have mentors along the way? Because I've talked to other coaches and even just pricing yourself can be like a very stressful situation. You sometimes even give yourself away sometimes. Mm -hmm. Did you kind of go through that at the beginning? Absolutely. So to answer the first question, yes, absolutely.
0: Mentors, uh, people all throughout my life, I have definitely connected with people who've been there, done that, and been able to learn from and, you know, talk to or cry on their shoulder or celebrate with them. I think that that is imperative. In terms of underselling myself, absolutely. I remember... (laughs) The first time I actually the first time I got a paying client in my business and and back then I, my company was actually called something different and I primarily focused on networking and I I went and worked oh I did a workshop with Deloitte and I did a networking workshop and I gave them my rate and they said okay without even thinking about it and I was like oh Lindsay oh, you no. didn't charge enough <laughs> And so then I took it a little more seriously and I started to talk to other people that were doing what I did and and found out their rates. And you know, it's one thing to know what the standard rates are. It's another thing to believe that you can actually charge that. there's a saying that when you quote a price, it should make both of you a little uncomfortable. Have you heard that before? I haven't. Tell me more. Well, it should make you both uncomfortable. So they should kind of be like, okay, well, this is a serious investment and you should be a little bit like, oh, okay, I can't believe I just asked for that. But if you don't believe that you're going to be able to, if you're not, if you don't believe that you're worth what you just asked for, it's it's going to come across. You're going to shake when you say it in your voice. You're going to stumble on your words. You're going to seem insecure and that's going to come across. So I will often tell clients to, to quote or price where you're comfortable until you're ready to get to that next level. Until you go,
1: oh, you know what? I am worth more than this. And am sort of something that also comes up from your clients, and it comes up a lot of with the entrepreneurs that I work with, first-time entrepreneurs, similar to you, is the financial instability. So, mm-hmm. how did you kind of hedge your bets that way? Did you do gig work? Were you working at the Brazilian place while starting your <laughs> coaching business? No. So
0: the so the Brazilian place was was long gone a few, quite a few years ago. Um, but absolutely, I was working sort of like like side gigs or or you know contract work or, or whatever. In again in sales or in marketing or actually, I'll tell you right now too. Another thing I did, I kind of fell into this, I started nannying when I first started going. Yeah, because I I had told myself, all right, I can't work full time for someone else's business and give them my all and then still have anything left for my own. And so what I actually did is I posted an ad on Craigslist saying, okay, any busy families out there that need a little extra help around the house, I'm in a career transition, let me help you while I figure out my next move. I could not believe how many people reached out to me and then I ended up very thankfully I got I connected with an awesome family who again you want to talk about mentors not just allowed me to work part-time and and get money kind of doing fun things around the house or hanging out with the kids but also our our business owners themselves and really I, I learned a lot and I got a lot of FaceTime time with them to talk about that so you know it, it sounds kind of funny to say oh well I nannied and now I have this you know big old company where I teach people how to build businesses but it is important to know that i can't just leave a job and then start a business like you have to pay your bills somehow and you got to get creative otherwise you're going to either be burnt out, or you're going to be so stressed. That's going to come come across when you're talking to people that desperation.
1: Mm-hmm. And then I feel like if you fail, sometimes that can be so scarring that you never try entrepreneurship mm-hmm. again, and that's like the saddest thing ever because yep. it's not even about the first idea. Sometimes like getting the entrepreneurial mindset and testing different ideas and learning how to pivot. Yeah, like that's what it's about.
0: Hundred percent. That's exactly what I did. I started off as the networking boutique, and I only taught networking. And I was like, okay, well that's not enough for me. I want more. I want to be working with entrepreneurs. I want to be doing business development so I pivoted I rebranded and now it's like boom like it has completely taken off really is about allowing yourself to be flexible and allow yourself to evolve if things are working today that doesn't mean a year from now they're not they're going to keep working and that doesn't mean you're a failure it just means you're evolving you're changing allow yourself to do
1: that how does the freedom lifestyle resonate with you like what is your definition of that
0: for me that really is about being able to do what you want when you want to I mean that's really it When I so when I was going through my divorce I was able to completely power down and check out for a good month and deal with that and if I had to go to a job every single day I can't even imagine. I my heart breaks for people that have to still go and function mm-hmm. in that in that space because it's it's devastating. And so I know the growth and the the healing that happened so much quicker because of that. And I I just think man, that's the kind of life I want to live where I'm able to when I need to take time, I can take time. Like I just spent a month in Vancouver. I was totally getting burnt out. I wanted to create a new offering and I had no time here. I was so busy. So I was able to leave for a good month and give myself that time. That's the freedom lifestyle to be able to to stop when you want and work when you want and just do the things that you love to do without anyone telling you
1: you can't. So it sounds like self-care is pretty important to you and that you prioritize that. Mm -hmm. Are there any rituals that you have that are part of your either daily or weekly practice?
0: I I do. Okay, so um, I have the success planner by Carla Purcell have you met Carlin? oh my gosh she is fantastic and every year she puts out a success planner uh, once they're sold out they're sold out and it really helps people um, sort of stay accountable to their whole life uh, their health their fitness their friends their family their business so every morning I get up and I fill out that success planner because you you sort of set annual monthly you know w- quarterly weekly daily goals and so I go through and I fill that out and it's like that's like my me time that's the time where I reflect on, you know, there's a gratitude part and a what, are, what are my goals for today part. That is precious to me. I've been doing that for about a year and a half now and I love it. So I do that, I start every day with a meditation. Um, I actually don't start my mornings until 11 a.m. No appointments get booked before 11. So those first couple of hours are my time to go to the gym, to do my success planner, to have breakfast, to meditate, that has made the world to me in my business and in my in my life. It allows me to
1: stay sane. And do you feel like your clients are pretty open to that? Like, do you ever have issues where people can only meet at a certain time? Like, do you ever feel at the mercy of your clients? There's some people that I absolutely, like I have to see them
0: at night because they work days or I have to see them in the morning because that's the only time we can get together. So I'll make those allowances, but that's the freedom lifestyle because I don't have to stick to a nine to five or I have no one barking at me when I can and can't do things. I get to make those judgment calls. So I do it. And, and again, I should say too, Everyone I work with, I love. Like, I love the people I work with. We end up being friends. We definitely stay in touch afterwards. So I, of course, I'll get up.
1: If you can only meet at 9 a.m. this one day, I will be there. How do you look at the relationships that you're fostering in your life right now, knowing that you used to have assholes. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I always feel bad. I always want to say, because I was an asshole.
0: I don't want to <laughs> blame anybody. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, there's definitely assholes out there. What is that saying? I hope swearing is okay, by the way. Yeah, definitely. There's there's that saying that before you diagnose yourself as depressed or bipolar, just make sure you're not hanging out with a bunch of assholes.
1: Okay. Because
0: that happens, right? And when we're not hanging out with the right people, um, that that affects our the way we think about ourselves, our self-esteem. So for me, yeah, like when, when I think about my friendships now it's like the first thing we gotta do is check in and say are we being a good friend Right? And if not, you know, where am I holding on to resentment or anger or, or whatever that is and work on that internally so that when you now are going externally and building friends, you're just attracting a whole different caliber of friend. I now make my friends a total priority. I do dinners. I do monthly women's dinners where mm-hmm. I invite different w- women together to get to know each other and, and to hang out with them. I live for Friday night drinks after after work. I really do take the time to build solid relationships and also understanding that you know I'm not gonna have 50 close friends and 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 that's something we hear all the time when you know in life that as you get older your friend circle gets smaller so really it's appreciating those four or five really good friends and, and really being open and,
1: and equal energy and being in it with them. And do you have friends, are your close friends other entrepreneurs?
0: Yes-ish. I've got, I've got both. So I have people that work in, in the corporate world um, and then most of them are entrepreneurs
1: just because I, I feel like there's like a kinship there. Definitely. And your friends that kind of have career work and they see you living this freedom lifestyle, is there ever any bitterness there of, oh, wow, Lindsay, that's pretty awesome. You're doing that again? So I don't know, but
0: I do know that my entrepreneur friends always ask me about my business and my corporate friends never do
1: and do you think that everyone has what it takes to become an entrepreneur and they just need to be tapped into these resources or do you think it's a certain type of person that is a question
0: I think about a lot actually and you know I feel like that answer changes year to year I feel like today in this moment I'm gonna say no I don't think that everyone is built to be an entrepreneur I think that anybody could if they if they wanted to if they found that thing that they loved they're passionate about and they had a willingness to learn and an ability to do what needs to be done but no being an entrepreneur is scary there is no guarantee there's a lot of upfront costs and not a lot of money and and some months yeah it's really scary But also, when you're an entrepreneur, you are literally bringing something from inside you out to the world. And when you do that, you also bring a lot of gremlins out with that that you have to deal with. So as an entrepreneur, you're also going to be faced with lots of imposter syndrome and self-doubt and insecurities and sort of the, the, the nasty little tape that plays in our head at night. I'm crazy. Who do I think I am? I can't do this. No one wants this from me. And so, you know, for people that aren't ready to face that and deal with what, what's inside and to strengthen that, no, I don't think they'll make it as an entrepreneur because you, you have to do
1: both. You've got to build your business, but you also got to build yourself. And it sounds like you're speaking from personal experience there with those Gremlins. <laughs> oh, maybe just a little bit.. <laughs> a little. So I've been there. How do you how do you stay motivated and persevere and move past the gremlins? The biggest thing that
0: I do is I get into work. I get into the magic of what I do. whether it's I do a Facebook live, I'm doing a coaching session, I'm speaking in front of a room somewhere. I'm getting into the magic of what I do. That's the number one thing to keep me keep my spirits up, keep my energy up and remind myself, oh yeah kind of a badass I can do this and then of course friends surrounding yourself with great friends surrounding yourself with other entrepreneurs who know your brilliance and recognize
1: it and definitely will tell you like you're awesome keep going One more question before we hop into the rapid fire round. Mm -hmm. So this is one that I know that resonated with you when we first chatted. Mm -hmm. Do you consider yourself unemployable now? (laughs) So yeah, I hear uh, the very first podcast, I heard this question and it literally stayed with me for like weeks. I don't think
0: I've ever been employable. I really don't, which is why for me, we talked earlier about going from sort of
1: job to job to job. That's why, because I can't stay with anything for too long. We're going to wrap up with some rapid fire questions. So there's no right or wrong answer. I have a series of questions. You're going to say the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? I'm ready. Peanut butter or Nutella? Peanut butter. Burning Man or Coachella? Burning Man. Drake or The Weeknd?
0: My patron, Tony. Like neither. <laughs> I guess The Weeknd. Sorry, Drake.
1: <laughs> Something's still on your bucket list? It has to do with travel. I think just for me, a lot of travel. Just more. More travel. More stamps, passport, was not that a Drake quote? Like No, about, shush, shush,
0: <laughs> don't go there. But just more, yeah, more travel into places that scare me. Got it. Something you wish you knew more about? Uh, like SEO and like anything, anything I, I'm such a nerd, anything has to do with like digital marketing and SEO. Do you believe in soulmates? Yes, but I don't believe we have one soulmate. I believe that our friends are soulmates, our parents, our
1: lovers, our teachers, absolutely. Would you rather be rich or famous? Mm, famous. Honestly, I say famous too. Everyone's like rich. I'm like, really? Someone you'd love to have lunch with. Oprah. What's your worst habit? You know
0: what? Um, cutting people off. Like, like not driving, like talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite thing about yourself? Ooh you know what my favorite thing
1: about myself is my ability
0: to to talk to anybody and make people feel instantly comfortable
1: all right Lindsay, that's all i have thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all of your truth bombs all of your wisdom with us it's been great to have your energy and i really appreciate it amazing thank you so so much awesome bye bye that's it for episode 19. Only two more episodes left in this season. I'm definitely going to miss being in your ears on the weekly. So I hope you can come out and celebrate with us July 10th. You can save your spot because the last one did sell out. Just saying at whatsyourfree.com tour.